Hello and welcome to another edition of the Fervent Four. I am Zach. That hey. is Tim. Good to see everybody. Rounding out interview three of three from Mighty Dream that took place in Norfolk. You know what's interesting? Do people use the forum in there or are they just calling it Mighty Dream? I yeah, I bit depend if I type it out, then I will include the forum. But Mighty Dream definitely it just it's short and punchy. I think a lot of people just stick to Mighty Dream or MDF. Sure. So I didn't I wasn't there for the announcement of something in the water. Uh, I don't know if you were, but did they say that like this was a a, a fall spring thing where this is gonna come back, or is this a one-time thing? Because I thought someone had said and, and maybe it was on stage with us. Maybe Jacob said it, but like, is Mighty Dream Forum expected to be in Norfolk every fall, similar settings, and then something in the water in, in the spring? Is, did, did they say that, or did I miss? I miss think this? that's that's how I understood it to be. Okay. Um, well, cool. I don't want to mislead anyone, but that's how I understood it. Potentially something in the future, uh, something in the water is happening. I guess in in April ish. Um, Yep. Tickets tickets went fast, by the way. Uh, that was uh, an interesting thing to, uh, the, to get. The line of people uh, that they showed on Instagram, it was a, an incredible line. Yeah, I haven't seen a line like that since uh, I was like 13 trying to go to a concert. And that's how you used to have to buy tickets. Back in the day, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised at how many people actually like camped out for that. I thought that was a little... Well, when you saw what... Uh... Not to throw a shade, but when when I heard what the service fees were, and that if you stood in line, you did not have uh, to pay those service uh, fees. It was it, it was well worth it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Well, and if you're buying four, that's two hundred bones. Okay, now I get it. I yeah. um I guess I digress from my um from my comment. Um, heavy side to uh, processing and um, whatever those fees are. So right, right. Yeah, uh, we're excited today to uh, have interview three of three uh, from our live Fervent Four Show live interview on stage at Mighty Dream Forum. We have Blair Durham of Black Brand, and I hadn't seen Blair in quite some time. Um, apparently, I was one of her first interviews ever. Um, hmm. She mentioned that early on. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, and she's done a lot of stuff with uh, the organization uh, that she calls Black Brand uh, yep. since, since I don't know, 15, 16, 17. And um, we go into that. What, have you, are you familiar with, with Blair? Do you, do you guys do a lot yeah, of Yeah, I think Blair's great. Yeah, Blair's great. I, uh, I'm always super, super happy and fortunate whenever I'm invited to, to talk to their accelerator cohort. Um, I'll be there. Next week, actually, but when this airs, I'll, I will have done it for the third time. But uh, yeah, I love the energy that's there. Um, it's just, it's just, a, it's cool energy. Everyone's fired up. They're motivated. They're willing to uh, help one another. They're coachable. All the things that we, you would hope um, that you get with someone that you that wants to have a successful business. I mean, they're just all solid founders. I'm, I love being part of it. Love it. Um, so much to talk about this one. And, you know, the energy thing, we talked to Jacob Marshall about this. I said, you know, how do you get people that are in the crowd to, to get excited? Energy is contagious was his answer or something yeah. like that. And, and I, and I think that's true to, to have a leader, to bring, 
to bring that that positive energy and to and to bring something that um, maybe hadn't really been around a lot here to, mm-hmm. to from a collaborative um, way is is a cool thing. So it's been exciting to see from afar what Black Brand has done, what Blair has done, and um, take a listen to this yeah. week's episode. Blair Durham, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Are you, su- are you super excited? Are you ready for a nap? Or if, where are you oh, at right now? This well, has been a big week. That's well, a fair question. You know, a nap or this interview, which one do you want to do more of? <laughs> Life, it's not positive. I'm thinking this interview. I got excited. I believe you gave me my very first interview. There you go. So I'm just like, this is a cool moment. I feel like I've interviewed you twice, right? Is it, I did one on my own show, and then did I interview you for the business show on ABC, or no? Brain fog. I know we did something on ABC. Okay. I remember that. And then I remember, okay. So I've known you, that was probably 2016, 2017, you have a little idea at that point. Black Brand hadn't started, and now it's morphed into something that... It's not just an, an idea. It's it, people actually know about it. People are actually getting behind it. Things are happening. You have data to talk about it. If you if you were to meet someone from here, this stage, you can walk out that back through this stage to the front door. How do you describe what you're doing? What, what's what's the walkway speech? Not the elevator pitch. The walkway. The walkway. Speech. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Black Brand is Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. We founded it in 2016 uh, with a laser focus on narrowing the wealth gap through improving black entrepreneurship. That's what we do. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. You said walkway, is that? Walkway, well, it's a short one. You, you can do some more. So when you, why did you use Chamber of Commerce? Like, did you feel that people actually knew what that was? There is a lot of Chambers of Commerces in this area. To then add another one, it, like, are you hitting a roadblock on that? You, you, you're still saying it sounds like, so maybe not, but like, what urged you to say or describe it as a, as, a, as a chamber of commerce in that kind of way? Fair question, because our board went back and forth on it. Do we call it a chamber of commerce? Do we drop chamber of commerce? Do we call it a chamber of commerce? Do we drop? What it came down to was a mutual friend of ours doing the internet research. What is it that people will respond to? What already registers? We decided to keep chamber of commerce because it has a buzz. There you go, Tim. <laughs> I, I, I did not know that, for one, but because it just seems like all of a sudden you just showed up. And, it's like and you're, it wasn't you're really fair, because who on day one can say, we're a chamber of commerce? Well, doing this for my black, bedroom. Apparently black room. <laughs> and that's how we did it. Like, uh, hey, we started it. saying it, and we kept saying it until we actualized and now, how was the whole process? You, starting in 2016, you've been at it for six years. Has it been easy? It went, because now you're, you're, you're rolling. You're, it seems like you're firing on all cylinders. You've, every time I turn around, you're in the headlines, and, and you're, you're the thing right now. How, how was that process? Did something happen just for it to catch? What, what do you attribute to, uh, the success to? I would say, you ask if it was easy, or if it's been easy, or if it's easy now. And and I'm sure I know the answer, but I I just want to hear your take. (laughs) Okay. 
um, the most challenging work I have ever done, uh, but at the same time, the most fun, the most rewarding. Um, the question about how it took, how it finally took, if it's still, if it's taking now, right? I would say um, it didn't have a choice. I was not going to stop knocking on doors until mission could be accomplished. So I think that level of persistence is, is what everything takes. Because it's interesting in the sense of uh, Zach built a community, you're building community, I've built community and building community. It, it's a grind. It's a it lot of hard work. Yes. And yes. there's so many people that want to jump on board and, and do the same thing. And, and you can't help but laugh a little bit because you're like, they have, they no, have idea. no idea how hard it is. And the truth be told, that combination of ignorance and arrogance, <laughs> it's a dangerous one. Um, because if, if I had known what it would take and what it's still taking, there's no way I would have done it. And that's the part, like that's the laughter when someone says, I'm about to get out here and do it too. Like they have no idea. Just like we had no idea. And it's, uh, what's the hardest lesson that you had to learn while building your community? The hardest lesson that I am learning is why I also had to have a degree in psychology <laughs> in order to do my like degree in sociology and black studies. There's real trauma. It's trauma in here, it's trauma out there, it's trauma connecting, it's trauma growing. Um, so, it's tough. yeah. Yeah, I, it's work on every level. For me, it was, I could not want it more than the founders wanted it. Mm. And, and I could see the vision. I saw the mission, I saw where they wanted to go, I saw their path, but I, I couldn't want it more than them. And, and it was, it's really, really difficult that they just have to, to figure that way out. And either they're not coachable or they just won't listen, mm. but that was a tough lesson for me. Zach, what was your most difficult lesson? It is so good to see you, Zach, first you, of all. You, you as well. I, I'm not sure how to answer that question, so I'm going to punt it, and I'll think <laughs> about it, and I'll, I'll go to something else. I, like, I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking of, like, okay, maybe, like, building something that seems like people know they want but don't really want. Like, I, I legitimately think that, like, in 2010, when I started doing these things, the word startup was the negative word and people are like poo-pooing on it and it's like no I have to make this thing relevant almost to the extent of being so obnoxious that people will look at you but then they see what you're doing and how many people you can put into a room or keep doing these events and you're merging gaps that people are like whoa that's that's weird like we thought you were an idiot we think you're obnoxious however you're getting more people into these rooms that are talking and doing things that all of us for 15 years have been trying to do, forever been trying to do, and now you're doing it, so I guess we're gonna have to start listening to you. So maybe getting through some of that, I, I don't know, but it's, it's I, I feel like you have to be somewhat obnoxious about telling your story. We just heard Jacob talk about storytelling, and it's just like, you have to keep doing it, you have to keep doing it, you have to keep doing it, because you never know if it's that inside business article that's gonna take. You never know if it's gonna be, uh, I remember like, I, 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 um, 
You had called me, I think, afterwards. We did the State of the Startup Community Address, and I guess, Senator, I, we mentioned you guys, and Senator Warner had no idea who you guys were. We put you guys on the map because we're trying to champion you guys, and you were like, wow, I had no idea. Thank you. And I was just like, oh, I, I was just trying to help you guys. Like, it, you guys had data. That was great. Did. Let's Thank let's do you. it. But I, you have to be obnoxious about that. And I think people like teeter-totter, do I tell my story a lot? Do I not? It's like, if you're passionate about that, like, get out in front. There's going to be a community of people. And I, and I think that's, maybe you don't use the word obnoxious, but you have to be passionate about it and get that out there because there's a, there's a lot of black founders out there that, that you want to, to help and they got to hear about you and they're going to hear about you somehow. I agree with what you said. I think, too, the language piece is is a thing too. You talked about how the term startup didn't resonate, right? In our community, the term accelerate didn't resonate. Like, what does that mean? So we had to create an appetite for these like 12-week programs, you know? And now we've got folks, we can't, we, we can't yet serve everyone that applies for these programs because we've told the story enough. You know what I mean? We've acclimated folks to the language. And now, you know, we've created that demand, which is so cool. Like, I feel like we're, we're doing something. Like, is there something else that you're about to tell us? Like, is something bigger happening or what? Uh, Stay tuned, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> we can't break news? Come on. Next week. Do it or don't do it? Don't do it. Soon. It'll be fun. I, 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 I want to share with something I appreciate so much about you is that we talked many, many months ago, and the thing that I appreciate so much about you is that you recognize, we all recognize that we all can't do it ourselves. And so Zach specializes in something that I don't, and you specialize in something that Zach doesn't. And the, the pie is big enough that we all can leverage one another. It's true. That's a tough lesson for me to learn. But, well, you pulled it off so well that I didn't even know that you had to learn that lesson, but I think that that is something more that we need to be able to do is continuing that partnership with, all, with so many different organizations to leverage the strengths because not one organization is able to teach everything to everyone, and it's, and it's going to take all of us working together to build the strongest companies with the strongest foundations with the highest likelihood of success. Yeah. I agree with that. And for, well, you... Uh, this is a known, but allowing those um, walls to kind of come down, you know, because we're thinking we're doing this thing, it's for the black community, it needs to be by the black community because we're not sure if we really have allies out here. Like, do people really want to see it? You know, we're asking all these questions and these are our five hour meetings. It's like, what is going to be our relationship with the larger community? But if I'm being 2000% transparent, which I can do that. The success of our accelerator is the connectedness, the interconnectedness with all of you. Like it only works to the extent that there really is an ecosystem that we've all bought into and we really are sharing those resources. So I've just got gratitude that after we went through that period of maybe too black, you guys were still like, no, no, it's cool. We're gonna participate, we're gonna show up. We're going to present. We'll have a table. A period of too black. Is that what you said? Maybe a little, you know, just maybe we leaned in too heavy initially. We were a little angry. 2016. Oh, okay. The hashtags, brutality, kind of, you know, it gets on our nerves a bit. 
uh, whatever. I mean, I think it's just be obnoxious about it, right? Like I said right, earlier. But right. what I remember I asked you a question about this. And it was like, how do you make sure that you don't silo yourself so much that you don't integrate into the community? And I don't remember your answer from before, but I think you articulated it here uh, a lot better. And it's like, no, this isn't just about building a black brand, a black chamber of commerce, you know, whatever crazy buzzwords you guys had back then. It's about, you know, integrating into the community. Just don't having judge a me, Zach. It's fine. Just having a focal point that is celebration of that. And, and I think that's, that's something that, Look, that was your focal point at, at, at to start, and it's a great one, especially when you start looking at some of the data and how underrepresented they are. It's like it's—I I never use the word obnoxious, but it, like those data points are so low. You're like, this is freaking obnoxious. Like, why? Why would be as a, a community allow that? And and I think you guys are are and have continued to uh, to fix that, and I think that's great. Thank you. No words. <laughs> you have questions for us? I like I've already punted. I've already lot. punted my one question. Maybe. What'd you say? Well, so a question. When I think about our our ecosystem, I think about how it felt like there was a laser focus on on high tech, high growth, right? And maybe maybe for good reason. You know, we think about big problems that need to be solved or even tiny ones that could have really complex and incredible solutions. Like, there needs to be a focus there, right? What, what would you say now, Zach, is your newer, nuanced, because we haven't talked. Is it still? Or is it just founders generally? Or what do we even mean when we say founders, right? Because that's also not really a term. We, we talk about uh, business owner, entrepreneur, what do we call yeah, I think those founders. have become so loosey-goosey yeah. at this point. You know, everyone's, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're a founder, you're a startup. Mean? Yeah, they're all the same thing at this point. Um, I, I've always said, like, things around water in our area is important, right? And, and I think if you look at what we do so well with water, but are we really known as that water thing? And the, and, and the one big water thing that most people would talk about is probably the military, the Navy, right? And that's the one that so many try to push away and not push away, but, but, but diversify off of. And it's like, but there are other things with our natural asset of the water here that we can do uh, through that. And whether that be the tourism aspect of it, you know, I, I guess uh, come spring 2023, there's going to be a big tourism thing going on uh, down. Absolutely. Yeah. But just things around water. There was a big beer thing, you know, over the last decade. There's, that's water there. There's a lot of amenities that I think we, we, we sometimes look at stuff and be like, oh, San Francisco does that. We should probably do it. And it's like maybe they're doing that for a reason. Take a real honest look at what we do well and say maybe we should be doing that. I mean, you got drone up. Um, um, what's the, the buzzword around that? Like... Uh, unmanned aerial systems or something like that. Yeah, that's you know, one of the, there are certain the pillars. things that people from a um, technology perspective are really smart at and can build stuff, but I don't think we open up that door enough to let people say, hey, like, this is what's being built here. Here's where a lot of our, you know, our smartest engineers, technicians, whatever, are, and then build off of stuff like that. And I think that's why you'll start to see success on that when you create density around, around that. Makes sense. Yeah, I guess uh, to add to that, uh, if I was being really transparent, I think that one of the downfalls of the area that we've had 
is that we're really good at coming up with new ideas and new initiatives. Because that, mm. every time you come up with a new initiative, then you can forget about the last one, you avoid failure. But you, you never won, but there's always promise of that next thing. So it's like, oh, let's come up with another, another industry, let's come up with another, you know, we're gonna go high tech, high growth, whatever the case is. I, I just think that we need to build a community where everybody is invited, everybody is included, and you, every, if everybody tries to level up everyone they're around, then great things are going to happen. So Wait, so does that mean that the next new thing is DEI? We and is that just like a new thing? I hope it's not just a new thing. I mean, to me, I, it just, it really, I, I, did, I did, honestly didn't even have that in mind when I was just thinking about that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. It, okay. But I was looking at it from, a, from an industry standpoint, startup, raising capital. We, we only can work with uh, high-tech focused companies, medical, unmanned, whatever the case is. No, I, 100%. I mean, that's just... Do you think DEI the is an industry? Or is it an implementation of something that should have been done forever? I'm hoping the latter, but it kind of rolls out like an industry at times. So it becomes a, so how do you look at this? So it becomes the new HR, it becomes a, a subset of HR. How do you put that in there? I can't see it. Now, now we're asking the questions well, on you I, again. Yeah, I, I, good, yeah one of the I things that I have, yeah, the, the Air Force brought me here and I've been here for 20 years. And, and the, the thing that I love so much about the military and, and what that taught me was you put on the uniform and you just have one thing to do and that is accomplish the mission and has you're never going to have the funding you need and you just have the people that you have but at, at the end of the day you are all working for the uniform that you have on and for the country and, and so that for years that was just the mindset and I carried that with me so it's like we're all in this together I, I just I just, I just it boggles my mind when I see certain things happen that should never happen I mean it just for sure. Was it on me? I, I don't look at DEI as an industry. I do just look at it as um, a very important thing that we need to implement in, into business, into society. Um, but obviously there's a huge buzz around it and, and I think it's important. And, and until we, I, mean, I saw a number that said like 2% of proposals in somewhere in this region are what's being accepted from the black community that's uh, RFPing these things. And it's like, okay, well, that's obnoxious. Like, until those numbers start to go up and become what the region actually looks like, then we gotta keep doing that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tell every founder that I work with and every person that I talk to, challenge me. Yeah, it just, I'm a doer, I'm not a talker, so let's go. Let's roll up our sleeves, let's get to work, and let's, let's make some success happen. So I'm interested in, you, you talked about how your bold branding in 16, 17, 18 was too black. What made you come up with that was too black? Like how did you come to that conclusion and how have you, you moved from that? Because if that was who you were then, it probably helped you get there and why did you move off of it? Yeah, let me refine what I said a bit. Um, initially, it really was our thinking that, for example, 
as it relates to funding. We need to do this in-house. We need to leverage only the black dollar. But my thinking, kind of in the back of my head, was if Dominion Energy's got money, it came from the black community. Cox, you name it, right? Any of these, clearly the governmental agencies, the philanthropic entities, like, these are our dollars, and they're there. And if we don't go after them... Right, and they're already we, distributing money somewhere. They're already distributing, might as well right. Jump might as well be yeah. us. It's going to take this funding in order to move the needle. If, in fact, we already had enough dollars, first of all, we would not be needing to do this work. And second, hmm. you know, those, those really are our dollars to the extent that you know, we're paying these bills, we're paying these taxes, those are, those are our dollars. And that was, a, that was an understanding that I just kind of had to lead with um, in terms of, you know, making it happen. I mean, that's how we've been able to scale is, is leveraging this Is that support. turn pretty easy to your, your boards, your committees, to your community to say, hey, like, we are going after this? Because it is a sales thing, right? If you think about it, like, you're, you're selling something. You're selling this concept, this theory, this, this whatever. And you're, you're trying to convince a group of people to buy into what you're selling. And was it easy for you to, to make that switch? Or, or what was that like? It was a number of conversations it, until the board could see that I mean, I don't know if there was maybe a thought that if we leveraged corporate dollars, let's just say, then we would be owned by, and therefore we would no longer be able to like legitimately and passionately and intentionally serve the black community. But I think we've proven that that's what we're, we're here to do. Like we're not going to change our mission because we get money from Cox. Like why would we do that? Well, and if you didn't do that, it would silo you so much that you wouldn't be able to integrate That's into exactly the community. Correct. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing. I, I am always so thankful when I get invited to, to come and talk. And we're always so thankful to have you. Well, Seriously. It's just, I, I love it. And whatever I can do to support what you have going on, you know, you can always count on me. It's just, it's awesome. I love the, we talked a little earlier about energy and the energy that you all are creating during the classwork, when everyone's in the same room together, learning from one another, it is awesome. I love it. So congratulations you. to you. Thank you so much. I Can I just share one quick yeah. thing that just, just happened? Um, we just awarded three founders, uh, $4,000 each, in partnership with Mighty Dream Form, sponsored by IKEA US Foundation. Very, very cool. It was a thing that, like, otherwise wouldn't have happened, you know, had we not leaned into these kinds of opportunities. I'm just, I'm excited to be able to keep doing this kind of work. When you heard something like a Mighty Dream come out, were you guys already integrated into that? Did you guys have to raise your hand and push into it? Like, how do you guys push yourself so much so that you can get Oh, get my that? goodness. Whew. We were, happened to be, we were fortunate enough to be in the right room <laughs> when we were able to learn that this was happening kind of one week before our large annual convening, Black Diamond Weekend, which starts on the 10th, right? Right here in downtown Norfolk. Um, and I think it was clear that there was a natural partnership. And so uh, we were able to put together some programs. We sold 100 tickets. Um, it's, been, it's been very cool. Yes, yes. 
Mighty Dream. I'm blown away by Mighty Dream um, and just grateful. What, One what, thing I wasn't aware of was like Pharrell's thought leadership. Right. So getting to see him on these panels and getting like intimately acquainted with his thought process around things. What can we do to keep, the, uh, to keep the fire burning, to keep this thing going strong? Make it free for everybody, man. That's a thing. The affordability. And so for sure, the accessibility, I think, is, is always a thing. Because not only did we sell tickets, yeah, I, we also I'm, I'm gave super, tons of tickets away. Right? I'm super I, optimistic. I, yeah. what, 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 what Mighty Dream was able to accomplish in such a short amount of time mm -hmm. and such a condensed timeline and have it be as great as it is is yeah. just a massive undertaking. And then to be able to build on this for something in the water and then right. again this for next year, year one, I think this. that all that stuff is going to be, I'm confident that all that stuff will be addressed and sure. that we'll continue to build upon it. Same here. So I haven't seen you in six years. Is it going to be six years until I see you again? No. You okay, we had a pandemic happen. Let's throw that in there. Well, I forgot about that. Tim? We're connected. No, I think that... Uh, well, we, we're, we we're, would love to have you on another edition of the show too. Make sure that we are up to date with you in our normal Thursdays at 11. Uh, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Sometimes I tune in. It's on, dope. Uh, slash live and a bunch of other places. YouTube, connect with us. Start wheel real quick for everybody. Yeah. We are a, we don't care about anything other than success. We don't care about locality. We, yeah, we are just breaking down every barrier that we possibly can with events, education opportunities, pitching, mentorship, list your business so that you can be found. Connect with us, startwheel.org, and uh, we will point you in the right direction wherever you need to go. We all work together to build, to build the community. Thank you, Blair Durham. Thank you guys for being here. Fervent Four, out. Thanks, Peace. everyone. Thank you so much. Let's give one more round of applause for the Fervent Four, Blair, Jacob, and Antonio.